This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Mark it down, Sunday, April 10th. It's the 35th annual All-Star Labor Classic, presented by Philadelphia's Organized Labor and featuring the best of the best, high school girls and high school boys in a city versus suburban showdown. It's the All-Star Labor Classic, a Philadelphia tradition, showcasing the very best high school girls and boys basketball players from the entire Delaware Valley. That's Sunday, April 10th, starting at noon. The live games will be played at Ridley High School. Now, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of The Labor Show as we broadcast you, as we always do on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, J-Doc. Tonight, a very special uh, two-hour broadcast for uh, the listening audience as we gather uh, on Broad Street for the retirement celebration of John Doherty. Yeah, Joe, it's a celebratory night. Very excited about it. Going to be a packed house here at V. And, and I can tell you this, I personally, I'm honored to be here. And it's just going to be a great night. So many uh, individuals that have known John for so long and, and, and lay witness to all the things he's done here in the city of Philadelphia. And of course, with IBEW Local 98 and beyond, of course. As always, we are exclusively presented by Pond Lahaki and Giordano. We come to you live uh, on this broadcast where tonight we will roll through, J-Doc, uh, through a lot of uh, special guests that will come through uh, the audience. Uh, you're going to be interrupted a lot during the live broadcast, uh, J-Doc. But Roman's J-Doc, in the house. J-Doc. Roman J-Doc. is in the house. Ro- Listen, J-Doc, we're recording a, a radio show right we are, now. But I always, Doc and you and Doc always hit me with the St. Joe's prep thing. Roman just walked in. Uh, like, drop Kevin Boyle's in, in, in the house. Yeah, I can tell you this right now. Drop the mic. It, it, we, just, we might as well end on a good note tonight, right? Keith Myers is in the house. Uh, good stuff. Uh, good stuff. Let's introduce our first guest up on the set with us tonight. Uh, again, as we are broadcasting and recording, it's a two-hour special uh, of the Labor Show. Uh, retired state rep Bill Keller is going to uh, kick off this celebration and kick off this two-hour show. He joins us uh, here uh, on the live set. Um, state rep, how are you? Welcome in, my friend. Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having us here. This is a uh great night a ton of people here already you know it's interesting i know you go way back with doc um talk about that and your relationship with john over the years and you know you guys uh, individuals that care about the city of philadelphia have impacted the, the city uh tell us a little bit about your relationship with john well we when we first ran john and i ran the same year he ran for business manager i ran for state rep and we uh, we shared an office at uh, Second and Greenwich. You mean you mean a campaign office? He was in the back. I was in the front, <laughs> and uh, that became my legislative office. But uh, that's how far we go back. I mean, we were campaigning out of the same office in '91. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I 
remember when Doc took over Local 98? Everybody ought to, you know, you see Local 98 now. It's, uh, you know, it's the, um, the, the, the example of, of the union community in the city of Philadelphia, but, and beyond. But when he took over, it wasn't always like that. It, it was not. He had, you know, the labor communities that had a lot of men on the bench. He, his unemployment was so high when he took over the local. Uh, I think he started out with like 900 men. He has like 4,000 members in the union now. But one of the reasons also is Doc has grown the work. He's expanded, oh, yeah. he's expanded the scope of their work. And so he, what, what he's done um, is, is he set the benchmark. And I can tell you this, and I think we all know this, uh, the level he set, nobody replaces Sean Doherty, but, but, but everybody appreciates what he's done. And at the end of the day, um, we're here to celebrate him tonight. Bill, is there one of many memories or thoughts that you want to put out on the show tonight? Well, I'll tell you, funny when we go back to the office the second of Greenwich, I told him I was in the front part of the store and he was in the back. And in the front, we had no receptacles. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so the last job Doc did as an electrician was he put three receptacles in the, in the wall to, at Second and Greenwich. And I checked. They're still there. Oh, uh, man, that's good <laughs> stuff. You know, union made, union strong. <laughs> but, you know, uh, J-Doc, just to add on to that, it reminds me, Buddy Osborne, always talks about uh, when he bought that building in Kensington and showed up, there was no power, there was no electricity, uh, and the first thing he did was call John, and John came out and ran, uh, ran power and ran lights. Uh, just an amazing, amazing memory. I, I, I don't think we'll ever know the amount of oh, no. churches and schools and no. homes that Doc made sure had electric when they when they had no power. Well, well you know what, Doc, it's always Bill. Where was where was that office? What what? Uh, Fifteen thirty one South Second. Okay, Second okay. So Doc's saying, and I think we know this is uh, the best way to never forget where you came from is to never leave. Like, you know, uh, he's always been a, a, a neighborhood guy who cared about the community, and when he became a business manager of Oakland 98, and of course eventually the building trades, that never stopped, did it? Never, never. He would, you see the neighborhood now, I mean, it's so strong, and I, I credit that all to Doc. The neighborhood is unbelievable in long and, and And your synergy, you know, about, you know, the community and, and, and giving back and just being a representative, um, there's a, a lot of synergy with you and Doc in that area. Like I said, we've known each other for such a long time, and that that, that is, I've never seen Doc end the conversation without saying, how's things going? You okay? Yeah. You need anything? Yeah. Do you know anybody that needs anything? Yeah. He was always trying to help people no matter what, no matter who they were. It's interesting. I've, go ahead, Joe. State Rep Bill Keller joining us here as we kick off on the retirement celebration for John Doherty. It's a two-hour special tonight here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're going to cover a lot of ground over the next two hours. Settle in. One of those uh, popular statements uh, or obvious statements that sometime is made when uh, the show is going to be good. Uh, get the popcorn. Sit back uh, and enjoy uh, what will be a great
great uh, two-hour uh, special. Bill, I want to give you, before we let you go, yeah, we'll give you uh, last word um, before we say goodbye, and thanks for kicking us off. Well, thanks, thanks for having us here, and this is a great tribute to a great man who's done nothing but good for individual people, our families, our neighborhoods, the city of Philadelphia, and the state of Pennsylvania. He's done such a great job in all that. I don't think we can thank him enough, but all these people are here to thank him. Yeah, an amazing, good stuff. State, retired state rep Bill Keller kicking us off uh, here on The Labor Show. Uh, we'll pause for just a moment as we roll on. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We roll along here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we kick off our opening segment of, of a two-hour special. Jay Doc started the night tonight uh, with retired state rep Bill Keller. Some good words, Jay Doc, uh, about John Doherty. The retirement celebration for John Doherty, a packed house. Just one small indication uh, on the number of lives and the number uh, of opportunities uh, where John has made a huge, uh, huge, huge difference. Retired IBEW International Vice President Don Siegel now uh, joins us. Don, welcome to the Labor Show. Great to have you. J-Doc, is this a first uh, for Don Siegel joining us on the show tonight? Well, Don, you've had a stellar career, but... This is what we call the cherry on top, being on the labor show. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> First of all, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Great Thank to you. have you. Great celebration. Um, but, you know, as an international vice president, you deal with, what was your territory? It was New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. And, and so having said that, you, you're dealing with a large, you know, large community of of, uh, you know, the, the IBEW. 116,000 members and 124 locals. That's so. incredible. <laughs> wow. You know, and, 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 but talk about how long you've known John and what that relationship was like. Well, I've known John for about 33 years. I was the business manager of the IBEW local in Reading, Pennsylvania, before I went on to the international staff. So I met John back in 1988. Uh, he was just an apprentice at the time, I believe, and, and uh, we've known each other ever since, and we've done a lot of things together. Uh, I can tell you that, uh, you know, he's, he's matured into one of the best labor leaders I've met in my career, and I've met a lot of them. Uh, John and I were very, very close for a lot of years. Uh, he got into a lot of trouble. He got me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> uh, and uh, I've watched his local grow from about 1,400 members to over 4,000 members in the time that he's been business manager. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because we've talked about the scope of work and the expansion. And, you know, we've, we, have, we have the good fortune of having uh, a number of labor leaders on the broadcast. Of course, John is the co-host of the program. Uh, but uh, John sees, sees, I guess sees things a little bit different than a lot of people. I, you know, the, the way he, he sees the big picture, uh, talking about, I mean, the magnitude and the impact he's created in in Philadelphia and beyond. I mean, literally, as you know this, Don, this, the, 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 you know, this, the, um, you know the, the landscape in the city of Philadelphia is largely due to John Doherty. Oh, yeah. You know, you look at 
what he's done. I mean, from your point of view, your thoughts. Well, uh, he's grown. When he came in, it's a funny story because when John, the first thing John did as a business manager in 1993 was sue the international. <laughs> and, and, and he didn't make a lot of friends. Uh, I was a business manager at the time up in Reading, Pennsylvania, and uh, John won that lawsuit, but our former international president, uh, Ed Hill, was the international rep at the right. time, right. and he was sent in to kind of rein John in. Well, John was right. It had to do with a, uh, a Council of Industrial Re Resolution uh, decision that Philadelphia got. John fought that. And, and ever since that time, you know, I admired the, the courage he had because he was a young kid at the time. He wasn't the John Doherty you know now. He was, he was just 30, a young, he was like 32 or 33, right? 32 years old. He was a young kid. He was new on the scene. Uh, the local was broke. Yeah. Uh, it would have been easy for the international president at the time, Jack Barry, to just uh, say, look, We're know, gonna let's take it over. This, yeah, let's get this kid out of the way and let's just uh, get it over. In fact, I think Jack Barry told him his Irish heritage is what saved him because uh, uh, John came from the right side of Ireland, according <laughs> to Jack Barry. But, but, but it's interesting because, uh, you know, John's uh, impact on politics in the city of Philadelphia, um, his commitment and, and, and understanding that... Uh, you know, that's part of our life's blood. And the influence that he had, not only on, on, on electricians, but on every labor union, you know, across the board. I've, we've got great relationships. We've seen some great labor leaders. But you don't see a John Doherty walking up the street, you know, any day, uh, too often. And when you meet him, salt of the earth of proportions you can't even imagine. I said to people, you sit down with John, you, you can't believe it's the guy you read about all day in the paper, but he's he's done some things that are just unprecedented. No, he has, and, and he's won the respect of a lot of people coast to coast in the IBEW. Now, just about everybody in the IBEW knows John. Uh, sometimes they've had their differences with him, but all in all, he's, he's had a lot of respect across the board. From my own personal experience, I've said this a thousand times. Every once in a while, in a generation, yeah. somebody comes along that's really a, special. A game changer. It takes nothing away from anybody else's uh, abilities sure. or anybody else's uh, leadership qualities. But, you know, there's not going to be another John Doherty for a while. There's not. And, and that's okay. I think other people should understand that. But while we... While he was leading this local union, he took it from bankruptcy to one of the richest locals in the IBW, has the highest pay scale of any electrician's local union in the entire United States and Canada right now. And he's taken that lead, and he's just he's built this local up. And the other thing that I, I, can, I have to say about John is with all of those accolades as far as accomplishments for his membership and his leaders, these last five years working with John and talking to him every day, I don't think enough is said about his commitment to his wife, Celie. Oh my God. I mean, I don't know a whole lot of people that could, could, un, could withstand the stress yeah. and all of the other things that are going along with uh, having to take care of her 24-7 and all of this dark cloud that hangs over the, the leadership of John, 
and still do his job at the top of his game for the last five years. In fact, I think he's been more effective in the last five years than he was in the first uh, 25 years. Uh, great way to uh, bring our segment to a close. Well done, well said. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Don. Well done, good thoughts. It, a retired IBEW International Vice President, uh, Don Siegel. Uh, what a great way. The words Absolutely. from Don you, Siegel, sir. great way to end uh, Thank the you. segment. It's The Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. We roll on back in a moment. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here live as we broadcast on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's the retirement celebration uh, for John Doherty. Pretty good words uh, from vi- uh, former vice president, uh, the international vice president uh, of Local 98, Don Siegel, J. Doc. Uh, in that last segment, we're going to roll through uh, a lot of incredible dignitaries, VIPs, uh, and a lot of great people uh, who are out here tonight uh, to celebrate that retirement uh, celebration. George Paquetto uh, is going to join us now. Uh, he's up on set. Um, I describe George as one of the most powerful attorneys in the country. Um, he's also a Republican candidate uh, for U.S. Senate. Um, and he sits here um, to talk about John Doherty, George. Uh, pretty amazing. Uh, you're an incredible man. John Doherty believes you're an incredible man, and we thank you for joining us here on The Labor Show. Krause, I'm, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to be here to celebrate uh, Johnny Doc's retirement. Uh, I have known Johnny Doc for 20-plus years, and I know him as a person that gives to anybody and everybody. He will help the smallest person in the world he can mingle with the biggest people in the world. But Johnny is a man of the people. I know him as a man of the people. And uh, I understand how he's going through a difficult time. But I must tell you, I know Johnny Doherty so, so well. And all the wonderful things that he has done for his community, for little people, to help people get jobs, to help people solve problems, to help people get ahead in this world and and pursue the American dream. And that's what a leader and a community leader should be doing. He's been doing it for 20 years, and that's why I'm here, to pay testament and tribute to that. And I mean, you know, you talk about leaders, George, and leadership is something that, especially in our city, is so it's incredibly important. John Dock has been a leader in our communities and has made a difference in, in, in and not only our communities, but in our landscape, uh, almost like no one has. Uh, it, it, talk about how important that's been, really, in, 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 in where Philadelphia is now. Well, uh, you know, look, Johnny has been doing this for so long on so many different levels. I'll give you just one example. When they first opened up the convention center uh, here in Philadelphia, and they were having a lot of trouble attracting events and causes because of labor issues and that type yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know who went in there and solved it all? Yeah. Johnny Dock. Yeah. And he and he stuck his neck out and he and he he battled with the other unions and he brought them all together and he found a solution. And that's what you want with a community leader. Someone that has had a 
uh, find solutions. And, you know, it's not Republican, it's not Democrat, it's, it's practical yeah, no solutions doubt about it. and community leadership. And he knows how to unite people, bring leaders together. Look at the, look at the, look at the audience it's here. From politics to our business community, uh, obviously to religious our religious community. community. Yeah, to our religious community. And Sports community, you name it. Joe Crush, you, you've heard uh, the leader of the convention center just last week talk about the, the impact John's made just there. Not to be understated, uh, you know, like George just said, a lot of what we're, you know, the fruits that we're dealing with today are because of John. And we could have been dead in the water. If you look at that, like George, you were kind of referring to, you look at where it was going and a and lack of conventions and people going the other way. Oh, he helped, he bailed that convention center out. He did it single-handedly. But let me tell you something. People think that just happens. Yeah, no. Johnny Doc worked seven days a week from six o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock at night. And then when he was on his way home, he'd call you and say, I forgot something. By the way, do this. Yeah. Well, there's no <laughs> lack of energy with John. Oh, my goodness. He's got more energy than... George, I do want to... name a battery company after him. I, I, do, I do want to draw a parallel to John Dockery as a fighter, George Fichetto as a fighter. I look at you as the same type of a guy. You'll help anyone that needs help. I, I can say that. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if they're a Democrat or a Republican or an Independent. Oh yeah. If they need help and I can help them, and I think the person deserves a helping hand, I'm in there. Well, and, and, and that's the way Johnny Doc has been his entire career. And we hear it all the time. And Pat Oddie sitting right there. Fact is, especially with labor, we're not a political party. We right. support the. We right. can't, it's not only about Democrats, it's about Republicans, it's about joining people together. Those projects that we've got going on downtown, okay, and, and this, you know, when you look at the, all the high-rise buildings down there, they didn't just happen on one, one side right. of the aisle. That's and, right. By the way, George, what, what, what's getting you involved in the, uh, you know, in the political, you know, process? Well, you know, I am so terribly concerned with what's going on in this country sure. and, and things that just defy logic. I mean, some of the policies that we've been forced to endure, uh, the lack of law and order, the lack of respect for others, the lack of bringing both the business community and the labor community together to work together to accomplish things, that's what's most important in this country. And, uh, you know, Johnny Docks has symbolized that for many, many years, and I would like to symbolize it. I've, I've seen what happens when people become polarized and when they argue with each other and they, won't, they just refuse to sit down and try to find solutions. And that's not good for our communities. We need problem solvers. Yeah. That's what we need. George we McKenna. have to stop the ideology, stop the radicalism, and let's work together and let's find solutions. Absolutely. And that's why I'm here for Johnny Doc, because no one did it better than him.
Birds of a feather. Great stuff from George Brichetto here uh, as we broadcast to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. George, great stuff, my friend. Appreciate you, brother. Well done uh, as we roll along here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's rapid fire tonight on this two-hour live special. Uh, we're going to roll through uh, Pat Eiding, president of the AFL-CIO, will be here, and a lot more back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When we got this building, I had two cents to rub together. People thought that I was nuts, first of all. I had no windows, no heat, wasn't fit for a ghetto rat to live in, I often say. No lights. We had nothing. It was... It was like something out of a third world country. It was so bad. We had no lights. And I didn't know where to start. We had flashlights. And so I called John Doherty. And within four or five hours, there was a, there, I often, there was a team here. Before you know it, there's string lights all over the place. Quietly, effectively, throughout the building. We didn't have any electric, you know, yet set up from the, from Pico, but we had everything. So we got it. They got a generator for us. So we plugged it, ge- and then we had we had lights. It was like something out of a movie, man. It was so powerful. And back here live as we broadcast on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is a two-hour special of the Labor Show, the retirement celebration uh, of John Doherty. And as you can see, and as George Paquetto mentioned uh, in the last segment, um, you can tell um, by the room, Pat Eiding, you can tell uh, by the amount of people uh, that are here um, that this man has done an incredible amount of good in his tenure uh, in the labor community. Uh, We're fortunate, J-Doc, to have uh, the president uh, of the AFL-CIO in Philadelphia, our own Pat Eiding is with us, president of the Pennsylvania AFL-CIO, Rick Bloomingdale, uh, joining us uh, here. J Doc, you're right in the middle of well, some power I, I was right there. Say, you're in the I, middle of two presidents, right. J Doc. I'm not sure if this will ever happen again. Well, I, what I feel right. like is when you're a kid, and you know they put those shapes down, and there's one, the odd duck, and they go, which one doesn't belong in this? You got to pick it <laughs> out. Joe, I've been trying to get him in this position hold for a long hold time. On. I'm <laughs> surrounded right now. I was talking about you, Cross, not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this is it's, it's a, an honor being here with. Rick Woomendale and of course Pat Eiding and um, it's uh, Pat we've talked about um, John and and you said many times especially with it with what he's going through not only at home but in his life and still the great job he's done you don't know how he has he's kept a, up his he's energy ama- he's been amazing he's always been amazing you know uh, we we worked together and we bumped heads a few times but John never stopped and when he used to say I don't blink he means that sincerely he he does it and you know, it's uh, listen, Joe said it's a testament to, to who he is and, and what he's done just by looking at this crowd. And this crowd is from everywhere. This crowd's not just Philadelphia building trades. This right. is from everywhere. You, you, you know, I'm walking through seeing people I haven't seen for a long time, business people, politicians. There's a lot going on in this city. Yeah. But they, they found a time to be here, and rightly so. I mean, what's going on right now with John and, and Bobby, I'll, I'll never believe that our system should do that. Absolutely and, not. And I firmly believe 
if the people who heard the case were from Philadelphia, absolutely, and they had any sense at all what working people do and what labor leaders do for working people, they wouldn't be in this situation. Well, he funny. wouldn't be retiring. I, I totally agree with you, and I and that's a obviously that's another. But I've always brought up the jury of your peers. Is that really a yes. jury of your peers? Having said that, uh, President Blumenthal, great to have you in person. We've had you on the on calling in yep. remotely. We just. This reminds you didn't know me, it's just good looking, did you? I, I did not. I did not. But one of the things that we just talked about with George Paquetto was this. Our leaders and having the leaders right here at the panel. It reminds me of the first show we did six years ago after that presidential election. And, uh, and, our, and our young labor leaders said, I can't do the broadcast. It was too shocking. We were fortunate enough to have Pat Otting and Rick Blumendale on the program. And I'll never forget what you said. You said labor's not a political party. We support those who support us. And, you know, it's, it's always been a big part of what we do. Talk about John Doherty, because he's been a leader, along with Pat Eiding, um, that's made such a big difference here in Philadelphia with Democrats and Republicans, no matter who you are. Uh, that's exactly right, Joe. And, you know, the importance of where the labor movement is, standing for those who stand with us. and. You know, John always got that, whether it was in the city of Philadelphia, the suburbs, the state of Pennsylvania. John was a political powerhouse because he understood that folks have to vote and be for labor, for workers. That's who he supported. He didn't care what party you were with. He cared about whether or not you supported workers. And just look at this crowd. He did. He touched so many lives, right? Oh I first met John when he, in 1991. I was a young guy. He was a young guy, younger than me. And he called me up out of the blue. Rick, I'm, a, I'm the new business manager at 98, and I hear you're a good guy at AFSME, and we need to work together, and we can change the state. And, you know, and then I, I didn't talk to him much because I was working the state, and he was building power here in Philly. But, boy, whenever people needed John, and not just union members, there were folks you will never, he will never tell you about whose lives he touched. Oh, my God. Four, four folks, homeless, all kinds of folks. John would quietly go about helping people, never asking for recognition. He was just there. If you needed something, John was there for you. Uh, uh, Pat, you know, we started this broadcast eight, nine years ago, yes, and one were. of the things we've always talked about is making a difference in the community. I could say this, you know, the leadership that you've shown and John has shown, and you've said it a hundred times, whether you got a collective bargaining agreement or not, we care about working people. Talk about how important that is. Listen, I, I mean, listen, with John, when he first got elected, he took over a local union, and no disrespect to the local union, yeah. was just a local union. And all around the city, things were changing, especially in the tech world. You know, we, we had all kinds of things going in, in an area that most of us who worked in construction didn't even see that or right. know what it was. We knew what Bell Telephone was, you know. But John took his local. And in, in the areas that 98 just touches on the outside, uh, it was a different world going in the late 60s and 70s. And like I said, the great people there. But John took that local and more than doubled it. And not only did he double the membership, he doubled the benefits. He doubled the, the hourly pay. And he did it for folks who were doing that tech business that weren't making very much money. 
So he brought them all up, and along the way, as, as was said here, and it'll be said, along the way, if there was somebody in need, you know, I don't care, it was somebody in another country where John Dockey was there, Local 98 was there, and his leadership to do something. And when you look at Philadelphia, the folks only stopped for a minute. And God bless those people who went back to Lancaster where they went after the, after the, the, the trial. They only stopped for a minute and saw what we always talk about, what labor does very quietly, you know, all, of, all of the charity things that are done. But him taking his local and leading the other unions, not just the building trades, he would get us all involved in that thing. And, and you know, I went from, I went from a union leadership to the, the AFL-CIO, and, and I, that incorporated a whole lot of different unions than building trades. And, you know, in the building trades, we always think we're all that anyway. We, you know, but, but the thing about it is when, when you see here? Well, Bobby. When, when, uh, when John took over, he never stopped. He, he started talking to me in the back room after a council meeting and wanted to learn this, wanted to learn that, and everything he learned, he took it forward. And it was, we're saying it now, we'll say it a hundred times, it wasn't all about John Docker, it was about other people. Pat Eiding and, 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 and Rick Bloomingdale joining us here uh, on the Labor Show as we broadcast on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. It's a two-hour uh, special, and as you can hear, some of the energy um, in the room, the background noise of this packed house, um, it's a retirement celebration uh, for John. Rick, I want to ask you uh, one more question, and then Pat will get final thought from you um, before we go to the break. Um, I remember my first reaction to hearing the news, Pat and Rick, about the jury's verdict against John. And my first thought about it was without knowing they just weakened a, commu a union community, they just weakened the city, and they weakened all the people and the lives that he's changed. Um, and I sit in awe of the labor community. Uh, any chance I get to brag about the labor community, I do. I just don't think the public knows that. Uh, and you're absolutely right. And the work that you guys do on this show is remarkable, right? You really are getting labor's message out. But when I, you know, and I've talked to a number of lawyers and kind of followed the case from Harrisburg, it's like, how can they convict on doing something that everybody else does, right? Everybody has the right to lobby their city council person. Everybody has the right to talk and petition their elected officials. The big difference was we had a union behind our name, right? If it had been a business person or a lawyer, or they, they would have been found innocent. And... It did hurt the labor movement because it chilled the atmosphere. People wondered, can I petition my government? Which, under the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, you have the absolute right to petition your government. And it, it was a, a, a real miscarriage of justice what happened to John and Bobby. It's just shameful. Pat, you get last word, brother. Well, listen, listen, just to follow up on that, they were accused and found guilty of breaking a law that wasn't there. They're trying to make a law now to go over what they got found guilty for. There's no law. How do they break it? And, you know, I, I think it, this night tonight is a tribute. 
But, the, you know, we're, this won't go away. And anybody out there who thinks they weakened the labor movement, John's built it up too strong for it to be weakened. You know, what he's set up and what he's got done, we'll carry that out, maybe me not as long as some others, but they'll get the message that that was a leader. And they didn't do anything wrong but lead us. And everything they did helped other people, even in those legislative things. So thank you for having us on, and God bless John and his family and, and Bobby and his family. Good stuff. And by the way, we know that. The president, Pat Eiding, President Rick Bloomingdale, two powerful leaders uh, here tonight at the retirement celebration. This is The Labor Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on The Labor Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we broadcast you our number one of the two-hour special, and we're broadcasting from the a retirement celebration uh, for John Doherty, Jay Doc, and uh, all I could say, and you've heard me say many, many times, uh, that the, one of the best things about radio is radio is theater of the mind, oh, so yeah. it allows our listening audience to really visualize um, through their own interpretation about what they hear, uh, and tonight, Jay Doc, they hear an incredible buzz in the room and a, and a great conversation with a lot of powerful people well, well, and labor leaders who are game changers. That's the who's who here tonight, Joe. No doubt. I mean, it's of labor, of politics, uh, you know, of the community. Um, and at, and by the way, the panel right now is of no, ex, no exception. Uh, we're, we're ecstatic to have Secretary-Treasurer Pennsylvania AFL-CIO Frank Snyder. Frank, how are you, sir? Uh, good evening, and, and thank you so much for doing this uh, as always, uh, a great community service. You guys are great. Thank you do you. a wonderful job. And you know, Frank, by the way, it's mostly me. Joe's just <laughs> kind of a bystander, but we'll throw him in there with the help. <laughs> also, Kevin Boyle, business manager of the Ironworkers Local 401. How are you, Kev? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to have you. And, and uh, it's an emotional night for all of us, no question. Uh, certainly, um, you know, Frank, you get the opportunity to travel to state and, and see labor leaders on a daily basis, but not too many like Johnny Doc. No, not too many like Johnny Doc at all. Um, our 700,000 members are all across 67 counties in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Um, and there's a lot of different kinds of leaders and a lot of different leadership. And, and you know, I've known Johnny Doc for a quarter century, um, if not more. And, 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 you know, the leadership that he has towards his members is one thing. And, and that's obvious, and that would be expected, right? We expect right. that. But the leadership he has in a community, oh. um, that's really what's very telling. And I think that folks that, um, that don't always know the story about, you know, about Doc and the things that he does in a community, um, they ought to know. They ought to know it. We hope to know it. Look at this. You know, well, I'm saying look. Like, it's, it's a radio. So I'm saying look. Everyone. Yeah, so, but it's incredible, though, and, and, and no question about it. Uh, and Kevin Boyle, as, as, as a new business manager relatively, uh, you know, for the iron workers, you've talked about it on the radio, the impact Johnny's made to you, you know, just over the last several years. Well, when I first got in, as you know, we had a lot of problems when 
I got in and I took right. over for your father. Yeah. Uh, it's deja vu over for me. So when I yeah. look at it, and there's two things that stand out in my mind that them two leaders, that they just cared about one thing, and that was workers. No matter if they were union or non-union, they would do anything to make sure that you were represented in the neighborhood, in working, in everything you did. Now, but they also had another thing. They were very confident in what they did. They had to, because if you wanted to lead that kind of local and that kind of uh, men, that you had to be on top of your game at all times, at all times. And then, and, and listen, this, as you can see, well, you can't see, but you can hear everything that's going on is unbelievable. And that's the respect that everybody has for this man. And I'm just happy to be a part of it. It's, it's, it's an unbelievable thing growing up right down on Broad and Vine thinking back in 19, I ain't going to say the year, Joe, no. because then it'll tell everybody right, how old right, we are. But to come right up the street and feel to be part of this is unbelievable. And I am very thankful. And I thank my lucky stars every day that I met Johnny. And Johnny kept me under his wing. And I appreciate it. And I am going to fight every step of the way just to keep going. Absolutely. And Frank is a leader um, of thousands and thousands and thousands of men and women. Um, you know, that's that that leadership and that leadership quality. You know, it's it's not something that you, that, that you see on a daily basis. Talk about what it takes to be that kind of leader. It takes the will to be able to roll up your sleeves and be out there doing it yourself. And 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 I know as a labor leader um, and, and as labor leaders that we, you would think that we would talk about this contribution to workers as you've indicated. Absolutely. Union and non-union. But I gotta be honest with you and I'm gonna go in a different direction and I sure, hope please. you don't mind about this. Please. So a number of years ago, uh, my youngest son was in a, in, in a horrific automobile accident. And, 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 and an accident with fatalities and, 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 you know, and he, was, he, he almost died himself. But you know, the times that I would go to John's office and we would talk about business and that, he wouldn't even get to the business. It was always about how's Kevin. Tell me about Kevin. Tell me about Kevin. What do we got to do? What do we got to do? And, and he had a very long, long, he's still recovering to this day, eight years later. When you, when you think about what he's doing with his wife, oh, yeah. and, and you, you think about the empathy, the compassion, the love he has for folks, and, and sometimes we think about you know, why, why do leaders lead? And he's leading because he loves his members, he loves the workers. He loves this city. I'm a Pittsburgher. He actually let me in a little bit, so I know. <laughs> right. You know, it's interesting. Frank, I was going to ask you, what part of South Philly you're from? <laughs> <laughs> and, by but, the way, how did you become an Eagles fan? <laughs> I don't understand it. That's crazy. It must have been that accent that I... That yeah, I exactly. I'm not talking about the Penguins. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, that's true. But, but honestly, I mean, I mean this... It, it, I, it, it touches my heart because to this day, that's what it, it's always about. How's your boy? How's your boy? How's your boy? And there are so many other different things that, you know, certainly um, 
that he, you know, he's involved with and engaged with and um, just well, a Pat Eiding has said it. Pat yeah. Eiding has said he no idea how he kept up his energy, oh. his his passion for his responsibilities. Kevin, you saw it on a daily basis. Um, yeah, and and you know, I just it's 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 a gr a great night and, and a great tribute, and at the same time, you know. Ticks me off, man. It yeah. ticks me off, and I'm sick and tired of individuals coming after our labor leaders. And, and in this case, our labor leaders and our political leaders were doing something that that people do on a daily basis. There was no secret that Bobby Heenan had had a contract with Local 98. My point is this: you know, as as one of the top two labor leaders in the state of Pennsylvania, um, you know. It's about time that we just get the word out that we're not going to take this much it, longer. It, it's like Jack Nicholson, you know, when, when you've seen him that, that say, you want me on that line. You yeah. want me on that wall. That, that's right. right. And that's what you want here. You want John Doherty fighting out there for you. That's what you want. You're a member. You're relying on those jobs. It's putting food, you know, in your family's mouths, putting a roof over your head. You want him out well, there. They don't understand. And you talk about Pat Otting brought up a jury of your peers, right? They don't understand what being a, 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 a Philly kid from South Philly is all about and a labor leader and somebody who cares, like Frank, you said, he cares about the people, he cares about the community and his members. And sometimes that might be hard to translate when you come in from, you know, out of our community. But John Doherty, you're right. We want him on that line. We need him on that line. Totally. Yeah, bro, you get last word, bro. Well, well, the biggest thing is, is, and this is what he always told me when I first got in. He goes, Kevin, as the labor leader, you would always have a target on your back. No matter if it's your members, no matter if it's the government, no matter if it's non-union. You have to explain to your members, you have to explain to the, the local neighborhoods why you deserve what we get yeah. and, and the biggest thing is he goes listen you don't have to bullet anybody you know what you have to do and listen sometimes it's a, a, a false fallacy because we don't explain it well right. enough we're just trying to tell you that we all deserve a piece of the pot that's all we deserve we, there's nothing guaranteed in this life what is guaranteed is that we can stand here and tell you that you are screwing the members or you're screwing the workers because you want to put more money in your pocket. Well, Free. guess what? Free. You have to realize that every time you see a new building go up out here, residential or anything, they're still charging top dollar. It's not labor that's costing you that money. It's everything else because you want to put more. And, and that is the difference when you try to explain to a housewife or to somebody that has no idea what a union stands for, you know, and, and that is the biggest trick in our lives when we have to sell something that 80, 85 percent of the country doesn't understand. That is, but guess what? I always believe in one, one thing, and it's history. History is a pendulum, and it always swings. Guess what? Eventually, and, I, and this is what I see in the younger generation, they're getting tired of doing things like everybody else tells them how to do it. And they're starting to realize, hey, listen, maybe I should 
belong to a union. That's why you're seeing these young guys come out of college and go, why should I take that debt on when I can be a, a, a labor? Kevin Boyle, Frank Snyder, joining us here, and a great segment to wrap up our number one of the Labor Show with Jadock and Krause uh, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Jadock, we might be here all night, brother, trying to roll everybody through uh, the broadcast set. The Labor Show. Frank, great job. You guys are great. brother. Kevin, thank you. Thanks for what you do. Always a pleasure. The Labor Show. And it won't be the first time we've been here a long time, Joe. No yeah, doubt. When are you coming back the way, to the union hall? And, and, and by the way, Kev, don't worry about that. I'll bleep that out. Fifty-seven, fifteen. Don't worry. I'll bleep it out. Back in a moment. Thank you.